0: It's hard enough being a mom, and the last thing you need is stress from too much stuff and an overcrowded schedule. Less is more. I'm not into extremes. I didn't throw everything away. My brand of minimalism is more about adding than subtracting. I hope you'll listen in and my guest and myself can inspire you to think more and do with less. The Minimalist Moms podcast, available wherever you listen to podcasts. <laughs> it would be a Wolves fan, eh? On
1: going Steve people might get it here for Wolves, flaps in the shot! Hello and welcome to today's episode of Wolves Fancast, part of the 90 Min uh, Football Network. And welcome to the first ever Wolves Fancast End of Season Awards. It's going to be full of glitz, glamour, everything you can possibly imagine in a low-budget YouTube production. Uh, joining me today, it's the Dads Club, to be honest. Um, I've got Gully and Tom um, and Adam on the way as well. I was going to say, boys... How are we both feeling? We've chatted off air and I think we're we're all sort of feeling the effects of a hot hot day and young kids.
0: Careful how you word that one,
1: mate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we started a, a, like... Okay, of parenting young kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's better. A important
2: yeah. distinction to make, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. it, yeah.
0: Uh yeah, mate. Yeah. Bad night sleep, little in. It sounds like you guys have as well. That uh Mine's youngest four, so you've got another what three and a half years of it all before you catch yeah. up so I mean, to me. You'd,
2: like you'd like to think talking about walls might be something to kind of distract you from issues and stuff like that, but it's just taking you away to other issues, right? At this point, yeah,
1: yeah. there is just no a...
2: escape.
1: That's it. <laughs> but no escape. Although, um, I, I guess Gully, you. you probably had a really nice moment uh, last week with your little one because uh, he got to see you play at Molyneux.
2: He did, he did. Um, but for all intents and purposes, every time I glanced up there, he either wasn't there or he was being like distracted by something. Um, so whether he saw me concede a penalty or not um, remains to be seen. I, I don't think he did. hes I mean, his uncle scored a goal, which is, is good for him. Um but yeah, I I have no idea my what my first memories of going to mom and you were. So it, it was important to me to make sure that he actually actually know, like kind of marked the occasion because my dad didn't <laughs> for whatever reason. <laughs> I was gonna
1: say, I was gonna say for, for those who have been living under the Fancast rock, um it was of course the uh, content classico. Um, last Friday we have raised a fantastic amount of charity for uh, mind mental health um, the game played out unfortunately team fancast didn't come away with the victory this year but I'm sure we'll be back next year or, or for the next game to reclaim the trophy as it were uh, you can still donate um, I'll put the link in the YouTube description as well for anyone who's uh, interested but um, I was gonna say I wasn't there um, but it sounds like I was gonna say for sound looks like it and seems like from um the pitch and everything, everyone had a uh, fantastic time.
0: Yeah, it's a great experience, really good experience. So It's my first time, you know, playing in one. So, uh, yeah, I mean, that's a bucket list thing, you know, it's brilliant. It'd be nice to nice to score a goal, but uh, there weren't as many this year compared to the last time everyone played this season.
1: I was going sa- yeah. to say, when I saw the uh, the scoreline at a rather right conservative uh, 2-1 compared to, what was it, 8-3 um, a couple of years mm-hmm. ago? Yeah. yeah. I don't
3: know if it's
2: the Molyneux pitch is cursed when it comes to finishing chances um, because I don't think it was for the want of trying um, to <laughs> score goals. Yeah. There were missed penalties. There were some really kind of shoddy attempts at trying to put the ball in the back of the net um, and ultimately only three counter came to, came to pass. <laughs> but yeah.
1: So you, I, I'm expecting Gully as a, as a um, natural defender. You'd be saying the defending's gotten better. That, that's what it is. The strikers are there, but defenders just they just know what they're doing, they're sharpening their game uh these days. But Yeah, hope...
2: we'll, we'll, we'll go with that. We'll
1: go with that. Yeah, we'll go we'll go with that. Um let, let's talk about the season, boys, because let's be honest, it's been there's been more downs than ups, and there's been more frustrations than ugly joyful moments this year. And I was I was trying to think of a way how we could sum this season up and I thought let's do an award show and as i go through some of the good the bad the ugly the downright fucking stupid and we'll live it all and we'll come out with the other side because when when we we're going through the award categories and i was like you know what can we do i don't know about you guys i forgot something's happened this season it doesn't feel like Huang assisting uh alexan maximan happened in this football season.
0: Yeah, you yeah. completely right. It's the World Cup, hasn't it? It's just broke it up completely. Yeah. It's been a real surreal yeah experience really. I was
3: gonna say that, yeah, it's been it's been a long old it's been a long old season. You you forget we actually started the season with large at some point, you know, you forget <laughs> that he was even here, we had to suffer him at the start of the season. Um yeah, it's just I think we're all due, we're all due a break, aren't we, in some form or another? Especially like we was the minute. I think we're grateful now for the bit of a bit of the break. But yeah, it's uh, it's definitely been a long old slog.
2: I'm sure at one point Morgan Gibbs White was going to be like our main man, you know, to kind of answer all our attacking problems, wasn't he? Because he started the first couple of games of the season. And, yeah, and look how that turned.
1: out. there have been so many twists and turns. Um one, one thing I found fascinating. So how we did it this year, guys, essentially we had a number of categories and we basically we all we all voted with the Fancast Pundits. We've got some winners and I've got some honourable mentions as well to kind of go through it. There were some categories, guys, where uh, it was resounding in terms of who um who who won each category. Um let let's start off with Player of the Year and I think apart from two other people um, it was given to Ruben Neves I mean I think it's difficult to forget like particularly because of the, how bad the you know the, the season was how much of a standout player he was for us in the first half of the season and he was one of the few you know highlights from that first half of the season under Large and Davis and you know he's almost suffered in a way because of these additional, pla- you know, the likes of Lamina and Gomez coming in, and him almost getting overshadowed in a way compared to, you know, how much he did keep us going that first half of the season. In my opinion,
2: uh, yeah, I, I mean, I agree with you. I do. I'd also probably suggest he had a better season. I mean, obviously the club had a better season last year than than this season, but he individually, despite standing out probably more this year, I think he played better last year than he did this season personally yeah um but there wasn't a fat lot of competition i actually voted for dawson uh in yeah this, um, i thought that was an interesting choice gully just because i think he was a single in terms of individuals who kind of impacted the fact that we stayed up he was the one that really stood out for me because <clears> you know Neves has been there throughout i think you know Counterintuitively, we've had our best performances in the second half of this season without Neves playing uh, as well. Um, and Dawson has been at the bedrock of that kind of home form with the clean sheets and everything. He's been transformative for that defence. So that's why I went with him. But you can't, you can't begrudge Neves the award, really.
1: Yeah, I think, is it one of those where if we don't actually sign Dawson in the summer as was the plan, he'd have been nailed on for official or unofficial?
3: That's what I was. I mean, it, for me, was a, it was a bit of a close call between the two. I guess what obviously what's swung it is that Dawson's come in at the halfway point, but then actually that accentuates his impact more than he came in at the halfway point because yeah. that showed you what essentially we've been missing all season. And again, there's like a parallel drawn here <clears throat> that Dawson is, in fact, like the Cody. Of this team will be a better football player, like he's a leader, Well, you know he's not obviously Cody's the shooter, uh, but Dawson clearly is the, is the experienced defender in the back line, which is what Cody's role was. But since Dawson's come in, I don't think no, it's hard to put a foot wrong since he come in. He's what we needed at the time to to start the revival. Um, but yeah, with Neves, he's he's just like just a consistent guy, just just the the one little. Tiny little ray of light throughout the whole season. You know he's always he's always been there. He's been their joint joint top scorer, even from the position that he plays. I know there's penalties in that, but it you know, shows <laughs> how bad we are throughout the rest of the, the team. That again, Neves is. I think he hit a similar level of goals this last season. He's got six this year. I think he hit a similar level last last year. Possibly, in fact, possibly more. I haven't checked, but again, he's just he's always been there. You know he's he's always been a consistent player amongst the, the shit that we are about to put up with this year. Um, and I guess, yeah, there is, there is that little question there that's like hanging over hanging over him, I suppose, given those two games that we played without him where we actually look quite good. Um, but I think he can take back and look a step of it as a whole. You know, he's, there's not many other candidates other than the two aforementioned players that can, well, that are worthy of the award.
1: No, I, I agree. And and to be fair, I think it was similar for Young Player of the Year as well. Um, I think pretty much all of us ended up going for Hugo Bueno, who, <clears throat> again, just seemed to sort of step it up from playing development football. And again, same really kind of been a genuine little bright spark in the team. And it's only through, I guess, Lopetegui's pragmatism and playing Toti Gomez at left-back more. But he's arguably not had more of a run in since his um since his, he pulled his hamstring.
0: Yeah, it's a shame he had that really bad game against Arsenal because it sort of overshadowed his, you know the season a little bit. But I mean, everyone played terrible then, so we we'll let him off that one. Um, yeah, I think it, I think it was just it was just fresh, wasn't it? It made a real difference. It it reminded me. I mean, it's going back a bit when um, was it Dave, Davis came into the team when we were awful under yeah. Terry Connor. And I think just because he hadn't been, like, psychologically damaged by all the shit that came before it, um, just by, by that, by the fact he was just fresh and new and, 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 and he could go into it with an open mind, made made a big difference and you could see that from, from how he played. I mean, obviously he had to back that up with with technical ability, which he's clearly shown. Um, and defensively, other than, you know, as I say, the Arsenal game, um, I think generally defensively he's been, been pretty sound as well. I, the um the Fulham away game really sticks in my mind as a, as a game he really really shone and made a massive um, contribution um, and I think he's got a big big future he looks he looks a real player
1: yeah uh, definitely I think there's going to be a lot of questions and the summer. we'll we'll do a show probably arguably next week about players futures but we're looking really rich in that left back department particularly with um, Gomez as well who I mentioned earlier I think he got one vote um i'm not going to mention who just because i'm not having a 24 year old as, young, as a young player
2: no you can't you can't it's um but the, you know this is this is a failing of the premier league as well cuz they've got like Haaland. It, it, it feels like you shouldn't be up for both awards for a start. and yeah like mm. the age bracket is is like gone it's way too high um i think someone mentioned maybe having something like has to have broken through into a team this year or played less than 50 games at the level or something like that mm. as, as, a, as a bit of a yardstick to use. Um, so, yeah, Totty's a bit, bit senior citizen for for young player.
1: Yeah, but still a, de- still a decent season. I know there's been um, a lot of talk about uh, Max Kilman being linked to a move away this year. I know, um, Gully, you tweeted about we struggle to find a replacement. Do you think almost we've got a replacement already in Totti Gomez, or do you think actually his future is arguably as a left back here?
2: I think I think he can do a job uh, in replacing Kilman if if that was to be the case. Um, I just think Kilman's kind of a bit more of a rounded package than than Totti is. Um, I do love watching Totti. You know, in terms of jewels and things like that, he's probably the best. In the squad, you know, he's he's almost unbeatable at times in terms of if you if you were to go one on one with him, you just wouldn't fancy it, would you? and um, and I I think ultimately he's a centre back. I, I don't see him being a long term left back. Um, because you want I think a little bit more of uh attacking quality in that space. Um and, and with Bueno, with Ainouri, we've got other players that can do that role. Um, but I don't think it should be at the expense of Kilman because I think he's our standout defender.
1: Yeah. No, I I I hmm. I agree. Um, goal of the season. We we're just going to brush over this, guys, but we're going to watch it again because we all know what it. Of course, it is. It was um, Nuno um, uh, Nuno Nunez versus Chelsea with his absolute thronger of, of a strike. I mean, again, it, it doesn't help. We've scored about twelve goals this season, uh, but I did I did struggle to kind of go, Oh well, what else could we could I go for, a, yeah, Johnny's against Leeds maybe, but the fact that we did that like a game after or two, couple of games after it
2: Shout out, sorry I, 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 I didn't know if I was going to do this in total jest, but I thought Geddes' goal against Brighton was really good as well um, and I know people yeah. will um, spite the fact that it was him and never want, want to mention his name in, in, in the context of Wolves ever again but it was a good goal I don't think that should be um, discounted.
3: you saying like that, uh, Guedes is like the the Portuguese Voldemort, like he just can never be named ever again. His, it feels that
2: place. way, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, he's not necessarily done anything to us as fans as he to really kind of wind us up. But it it feels like people just hate him, don't they? I don't know if that's a media thing. That's because there've been a lot of reports about his demeanor around the camp and stuff. But he's not. I mean. There are Wolves players out there who have done far worse um to the fans, and and probably not not got as much fire as as Gerdes has. But
3: I'm sure, I'm in sure I we'll, spot, we'll, well, I think I think we've got a section dedicated to him later. But um,
1: I, I was going to say I'm we, literally scro- I'm scrolling down the running order, working out. Do I just <laughs> shift up the Gwena section now? So
3: <laughs> yeah, well. like, I'm just going to say with like, with Nunez. I mean, that was like one of he, he obviously he he fell well below. Our overall expectations this season, but that was like a little glimpse in the wind through the window of like what he can do technically. We, we, he's had some good games, you know. He has been moved around quite a lot this season amongst the, the three managers that have that have had him. Um, well, four, I suppose, if you could think Steve Davis had his little double act with him. But um, I mean, he, 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 I'm sure he will come good. But I mean, there is that. That was like a glimpse of technically what what he can do. It was a hell of a finish, you know, and we, we can all see he's got ability on the ball. The job is next season of just, like, getting getting the most out of him um, because I think he's going to have a lot lot to give this this team or whatever the team looks like next season. Um, I just don't think we, we saw him in that kind of opportunity. He didn't get that kind of opportunity enough at the course of the season, did he? I don't remember him having many, like, shots on goal for, over the course of the season. And I think you know he's he's obviously got the ability to to pull off a strike like that. So hopefully we just we just see more of that next season. But I mean, it's, it's safe to say that he hasn't actually nailed down a proper role in this team. I mean, I, I never had him down as like working coming in from the left, you know, from you know, when we first signed him. But he seemed to have a few good games playing there. But hopefully we we'll see more of that next year.
1: Yeah, I think, fingers crossed. I think um, you're right. It, you can't think with his technique and stuff like we should have seen not not more of those goals appreciate you know they're like once in a blue moon but at least a few more shots from distance or really kind of challenging those attacking areas a bit more um um all right next up guys was loan of the season our left it's kind of up to interpretation in terms of whether it's loans in or loans out to be honest we didn't really exploit the loan market too much this year in terms of um, players coming in, um, so it was to be honest, it was sort of a shootout between Ryan Giles and Fabio Silva. Um, we gave it in the edge to to Giles at Borough, who, I mean, oh, oh, all right, for for longer term Wolves fans who listen to fan content, I, I'm sure people are going to start uh, thinking of a certain. Um, Female broadcaster and her comments on Ryan Giles a couple of years ago. I don't think she's massively wrong anymore you know we you know we we'll, we'll talk again we've got a section about eight Norway in a little bit and his drop off and I, I guess my question is has Ryan Giles done enough to want a a going Premier League whether it's with us or with like a newly promoted side? What was
3: the what was the comments again? Was it why why we spending £20 mil on eight yeah. when We've got Giles.
2: Is he, Is he twenty yeah. million pounds better than Ryan Giles? Yeah, yeah that's okay. yeah. I mean, I mean so I didn't
3: sign
0: eight for twenty million? Did we? Wasn't it only like, in the end we
2: didn't know, but we had no. like a fifty percent
0: sell on it was about or something. ten or something, wasn't it with fifty percent? Yeah,
1: because yeah. we didn't sign him initially, did we? Because it was no, like so... it was a low with a view to sign for like twenty, and then they didn't. Uh, if they reneged on the permit signing then about a month later they signed for half the price yeah,
0: yeah. it's unfortunate it's... for Giles that that's a position that we seem to be one of the only positions we actually seem to be well stocked in in regard to players um, we mean, to have four four players for so that one position is just a bit a bit mad really when we've only got one option on the other side because you know I want to I'm not going to count Johnny on either side, to be honest. Um, <laughs> I was doing the math thinking he, I've got five he, in my head. he's gone um, in every sense. Uh, so yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens with that one. I think um, I think either him or Eitan Nori are going to be sold or at the very least loaned out. Um, so maybe it's a shootout between them, you know, in pre-season uh, to, to see. But I think he definitely deserves to. Have a little, you know, to to be looked at. It, I think it's good for him that every loan he seems to have seems to cri- cri- gone up the ladder a little bit. I mean, he's at yeah. Telford, uh, Shrewsbury, then to Cardiff, so bottom yeah. championship, yeah. and then yeah, yeah.
1: To Coventry as well, didn't he? Coventry, the yeah, season. Coventry and Cardiff in one season, yeah, yeah.
0: So I think you know, it's it, it's a point that's been made before, um, and it's one of those sort of cliche comments. But if you know, if, if you we were looking for a, to sign a player. From the championship, you know you'd be looking at a player like that—a young left back with a lot of assists who is now good going forward. You'd probably be really happy if if, if he came through the door as so, a you know it was a 15 million pound signing. So to have one already on your books is it can only be a benefit.
3: I think it's interesting yeah. to see what the the club will do, regardless with Giles and Nate Norrie, because obviously Giles has got quality. He's backing it up with his loans. He's only he's only doing a good thing. He puts the club in a strong position that we know he's got quality. But also the accountants at the club will look at Giles and say, well, if we sell him, that's 100% profit, isn't it? You know, 100% yeah. profit, which I'm sure this day and age, you know, with all the stories about uh, three favourite letters going around, you know, it was metal. it'd be good news to them because that's, that's, that'll make the accounts look healthier. But on the flip side, you know, you've got Norrie, who's also a very capable left-back, uh, you know, has probably cost us less than what we thought, as we just said earlier. But hasn't had the best of seasons, you know, and and didn't didn't play for a bit during the course of the season as well. So um, it's interesting to know which way they take that. I think um, I feel like
2: you can't ignore the 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 productivity that he's given because our our quality from wide areas is just shocking. Like it's it's quite embarrassing. How bad we are when we get into good quality positions to to put a cross in, and how often we're beating we're not beating the first man or we're shanking across or it's being over here or whatever um and and that's the biggest problem we've got at the moment I think you know we we've had players in positions to go and take chances, but the ball isn't coming and and the quality of the cross isn't there or whatever it is so we, if you've got a player like that who you know can deliver it, I don't see why you you, you let him go.
3: The graphic there says he got eleven assists for Borough. Did anyone get anywhere near that for us? times five,
2: and I
0: think it's still off. I think it's yeah. literally two or three. It's embarrassing.
3: That's what I'm saying. Like, is he's posted stats that we could only dream of because none of us has got anywhere near eleven assists. Surely, surely. That's probably
0: been the but, team, bloody. total. I'll figure it. Out. A bit on that as well. That on the graphic as well it's what was it 45 starts 23 big chances created so he's creating a big chance every other every game, game isn't it? basically
3: yeah so it was,
2: there you was, know, was a video sort of going around on, on twitter i think and you see there are loads of chances they should have taken from crosses that he put in um yeah so yeah highest we, we, we know it's a different squad. level sorry yeah highest assistor within the squad is Matinho with two there you go <laughs>
3: <laughs> it's
1: just embarrassing. God, it? we are so shit. Yeah. It's, so, uh, it's like a, you can't have like a you know, a record collection with two finals, can you? You can't be like leading a Cisco with two, oh, it's, it's ridiculous. Um right, let's move on to some of the bad ones then, guys, because as you mentioned, there've been more good shows than bad, uh games than bad. And for me, I wanted to do, you know, pick out what was the, the lowest, worst moment for you this season. Um, we did have a few honourable mentions for this one. Um, a, a, a lot, to be honest. I think we only, <laughs> this one won by, I think, two people voting for it, which I guess like, like, I get the irony of this. It was Nevis playing at centre-back against West Ham was the lowest, was a, a point, I think, uh, this was what I went for, to be fair. And it just felt like such an, an absolute low. And clearly, I, I know we got sacked after a game. But as soon as I saw that, I thought, what is happening to this football club? <laughs> I think it I'm came sure. about, it, didn't it, because... Didn't, he
3: played there at Man City in the game before. That's after I McCollins mean, got sent off, wasn't he? Correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, I'm sure yeah. he didn't mm. put back in. And for, and for, some, for some magical 40 odd minutes, 45 minutes, it just it was tolerable, wasn't it? You know, it, it didn't seem like it was going to be a horrendous idea. But then I think we all knew that this was this. This is only a, like a one half deal. We're doing it just because we have to. But then to see him. Uh, play uh, like a, a talent, midfield talisman to like willingly be put by the manager into centre-half <laughs> West Ham. That was like the heads, the hashtag heads gone moment, wasn't it? That was just like, well, he just, if, if that's what he thinks is the right thing to do, then, you know, he, he can't be here. can't be here. I, I mean, look, there's, there's loads of moments you can kind of... I, I wouldn't have had this as the worst,
2: but I think the thing that compounded it at the time was that West Ham were not very good. And it was a winnable game, at which point Large was under a hell of a lot of pressure as well. I don't know if I can't remember if it really felt like it was a a a win or bust thing for Large at the time. But if he felt like that that was on the horizon by losing that game, to then go and make that decision in his own head makes me think like what the hell are you playing at? Um, because obviously we had like Padence playing as like a false nine. It like it had a knock on effect with the rest of the team, right? Because Neves is is not playing in, in the middle of the park, etc. etc. In 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 any game where you've got your job on the line, making a decision like that is just flabbergasting, really. And he obviously paid the price for it.
1: And we had two set and halves on the bench as well,
2: yeah. That was the most Mosquera
1: Musca- yeah. and Toti Gomez on the bench. So, um, a couple of honorable mentions in terms of bad mo- low moments. Martinho uh, being a no show over the last couple of games mm. um was was uh, was hard felt losing to Forest on penalties, um the Collins red card, the Neves um and Jimenez goodbyes, and losing to Leicester at home in terms of like the atmosphere from there, because it was it was rough after that game. Um there's a few sort of I guess they say the bleaker moments. And, so that was the worst moment in terms of worst game. Again, this was quite contentious, but it was losing to Brighton um, because, but frankly, both games were genuinely appalling. Like, uh, uh, I was going to say, I know they, we've not got a good record against them. Are uh, they just kind of classified as a bogey side now? It's
0: just so much, there's just so much better than us. Yeah, the, I don't the, know if you can got that. Yeah, they're just they just so much better. They should be everything that we should be aspiring to be. And yeah, I think to be fair, I think a lot of clubs will say that to be honest because they've got they've got almost everything right there. Yeah, I McAllister's mean, Mac- just gone, but I've got every confidence that they'll find some random gem, you know, gem from somewhere else that will take his place without without any problem. And they've got a system and a way of playing where it doesn't see. You know, obviously the players have to have ability to some extent, but they can just drop players in and drop players out at the drop of a hat. It just nothing changes. That's just the the way they play stays the same, and all, and the results often stay the same as well. Um, it Doesn't really. Sit well. going, that, no, I mean that that three two at home we got hammered. I don't know how that was the three two. We got absolutely hammered. We almost got as badly hammered in that game. Yeah, there's magic.
2: That's what it was.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's what we
2: realized.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah. It doesn't yeah. sit well with like some of the older fans that like you know Brighton, uh, show like so much better in every way than Wolves are. Like little Brighton who you know, to the fans of certain vintage Brighton are nothing like a lower league team, but then look at them nowadays and they're literally like, they're, they're getting everything right, aren't they? Like every manager seems to improve them from the last, let's say, they lose a player, but they'll sell two players in the summer, but it doesn't matter because they've found a gem from Guatemala or something just to put it straight in the team and everything you know, is better than the guy that's just left. Um It seems to be like, do you remember when well, Swansea had a phase when they everything they were doing were, were right, was right as well? I think when they got like low dropping and, and what have you and they'd lose players or a manager would go, but it doesn't matter because the next one would come in mm-hmm. and it, it was fine. I know it dropped off after a bit but and that doesn't appear to be the case for Brighton. But um, whilst it was, like the, it was obviously a terrible showing from us. I mean, from goalkeeper all the way through to striker, we were just awful that day. But um yeah. Brighton, they obviously know what they're doing. They're, 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 they've got the model for, for like long term. The, the skating network is amazing. They've got a, yeah. a, a method of competing with the big boys by not, and not having to spend millions to do it. But that game was an absolute horror show. Absolute horror show.
2: There are probably a few contenders away from home, though. It was because uh, away, from, it has been nothing short of despicable away from home, considering how strong our home form has been the fact that we've got a group that are literally like aliens compared to that away from home, you know, you know, really quite dogged when we played at home and then to turn up and be such a soft touch, uh, whenever we travel, it, it, it begs it, it's, it's, it beggars belief sometimes. It
3: doesn't make any sense. No. Like, so Jekyll and Hyde, How like home form, we, we barely concede, we barely lose. And then when away from home, we just turn in, we just like forget how to play. It seems like we took quite a few Tonkins away from home as well. Um, yeah, it's just a, one of the, one of the many baffling points of, of this season, really.
0: It makes no sense. What's different? The pitch is the same. Size. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, okay, you get the crowd on your back, but you know that doesn't shouldn't mean you're swinging like six five five six goals. Um, yeah, it's a bit of a joke. I had I had Leicester at home for that one um, because that game I just felt. And I had that, I think, as my my worst point of the season because it was just that was the point where I thought, shit, we're we're going down here, we're in serious trouble. The crowd had turned. It was the Sellers thing when he was, you know, sort of picking a team and everything like that. And it was at that point I thought, surely it can't get any worse than this because this is just appalling. The players, well, they didn't give a shit. Um, yeah, but like you said, there's been a few of them this season. It's really been a season of of, of some really bad bad games. Yeah.
2: I do, I do remember that list again. I think they had five shots on target, and scored four or something. There as well. Yeah, but they're all they, was...
0: They're all really good goals as well.
2: Yeah, it
0: it's was, mad to um... think that that team, that teams ended up finishing considerably below us. You know, and they've, and they've gone down because like, they look, they look worlds apart that day.
3: Yeah, uh, that was, um... yeah, I remember that because T. His strike right off, right off the get go, quite early one, wasn't it? That striker yeah. into the back, the uh, back of the net, and. Um. Yeah, that was a. a, a that it, it's amazing to think. Really, that point. Obviously, football is. It's a strange old game, but you wouldn't think at that point in time. So, where w- when were we? That was twenty third of October. That was. And obviously, at no point at that point do you think we we would end up relatively safe unless we are the ones that go down from that point. That just typifies yeah, kind of like it's the, mad. the how mad like it actually is. Um,
0: that that. That was that was, was it, I think that might have been shortly after, like Lopatagi said he you know he wasn't coming. Um, and then just it was just one, I just thought there's no, no lights at the end of the tunnel here, it's just going to be just it's going to be a Terry Connor type uh, season where it's just we're going to be battered week in, week out, um, and just an absolute slow death. Um, but thank That's goodness for Lopetegui, hey Gully. Uh,
2: well, <laughs> do you, you want to jump into that now?
0: Or... No, 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 mate, I'm ready it's to funny. go. No. I'm, I'm always ready to go. So mate, like, I wanna go be, be off I wanna be off this in about two hours, so yeah.
2: <laughs> Um Rich we, I was I was primed and ready to, to, to kick us on, but I could see you back now. So um I I won't hand over take over the reins quite if you're ready to well
1: you're on mute for it's a start. My is, section. Yeah. I was gonna say we've we've touched upon Guedes um, but yeah, it just uh, as signings go. Um, you know, it's it it has been a flop and a half, hasn't it? Yeah.
0: Um
1: Yeah. <laughs> so, I say, I, I mean, include
3: it's the,
1: it's, it's the
3: biggest flop since like. Well, I was I was going to include some sort of Brewers droop reference here, but um, it's been the biggest flop all uh, of all time. I mean, and which was thirty thirty mil no, twenty seven. Twenty
0: seven. Not that it makes it any better. Or just, a bit. or just
3: or just under, yeah, just under. Yeah, for a guy who like never, he's a typical like Mendes pawn, like what we've seen with all the, the like, Ansu anti-fatty rumors now. A guy who just didn't want to come, but has been told to come here. Um, he's not looked happy since minute one. He just, I mean, whenever whenever I saw him at the start, I was willing to give him a bit of bit of rope, but I I, I never saw anything in him from the start. I, I never saw any goal threat. I never saw any ability to beat a man i never saw anything at all and clearly the the guy he made it clear through not just not just his ability on the pitch but his body language and everything about him just said i've I've never wanted to be here so i've been obviously i've been quite vocal about how shit he's been because he has been but also i do sympathize with him in the fact that he he, 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 it. Would seem clear that he never wanted to be here in the first place, and has been made to be here. So, um yeah. it just I mean, as quick as he came, he's, he's gone, and we'll, we'll never see him back here again. It's just one of them. It's just it's just a, a bad. I actually think at the at the time, on paper, it, it was the right type of signing
2: in terms of the the type of player that he is coming in off the left flank. Come off, he, come off the back of a good season for Valencia. Scored a few goals. And it was this kind of supplementary player who, you know, we need goals from wide areas. We haven't got anybody, you know, since Jota left who who had any kind of goal record to speak of. Um, and and he has been relatively prolific over in Spain. And he was the kind of player who, who gets shots off, you know, quite often. Um, and I, I think on his debut, he wasn't too bad. I think he did all right against Spurs, wasn't it? Um, away. And then, then it really kind of started to sink in that, A, we're a bad team. B, he didn't quite fit the culture at the club, clearly. Um, and C, he just ultimately didn't want to be here. And and that's a recipe for disaster, let's be fair. Um, so, while I don't think he'll go down as like one of the worst players we've ever had, like obviously we've got a hell of a lot of um, competition for that kind of title. It's just the context around it all is, is just so disappointing because we know we're not going to throw lots of cash around going forward and uh well, he, he might be up there it. you know
3: he might be up there. as one of the worst given them the money that we spent on him because nah,
2: pure pure talent level I, you know there's so many worse that you can you can reel off straight away i don't, I don't think he was necessarily a terrible player it's just I, I, nothing, yeah i describe really
1: it as a a one of the worst transfers not necessarily yeah. one of the worst players yeah, yeah, if yeah. that makes sense and i think yeah you know i, I think i very subtly framed the question, uh, framed the award as worst transfer of the season. And I think you could argue that actually selling Gibbs white was worse because essentially it was a swap deal for those two players in terms of position. And all right, hey, we could, we could talk to the moon and back about, you know, his actions this season and whatever for his new club. But we've said, we've been, we've, you know, As Thomas, you said, "Hey, if we're looking on paper for for a dynamic midfielder who's good on the half turn and chips with goals and assists, and you didn't have to pay anything for him, you'd bite your hand off." And you know, we've essentially swapped that for someone who didn't want to be here and is going to cost the club a small fortune um, in terms of getting no no value. Um, And yeah, I think I think with Guedes, it's just so indicative, and it was such most like. That's been the tipping point signing in terms of the Mendes relationship. Because you say it, it was very apparent he didn't actually want to come here and he's got pushed and pushed and pushed and we've not got anything from it. And it's kind of been, that's been the straw, the £27 million straw that's broke the, the camel's back. Let's just quickly switch back to good, um because in terms of signing of the season, I mean, we, we, we kind of covered it earlier in a way, but it was Craig Dawson. Let's be fair. Um, yeah, as you said, w- would we be in this division if it wasn't for him and um, and signing him? I'm not genuinely sure because of everything he brought to the club.
0: Yeah, he's, he's massive. Definitely. Yeah, you, I, I'm pretty confident we'd have gone down without him. I th- I'd give Lamina an honourable shout as well. I think he made a massive difference. Um, I think picking up those two signings for as little as we did. Um you know, as I say, it's made, made made a huge, uh, a huge impact. You look, we sort of spent 27 million on Geddes, and you've got those two for for about 10 million. Um, and compare their impacts over, over the season; it's um, it's chalk and cheese. Um,
1: yeah.
0: But yeah, Dawson's been fantastic, and it, 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 we've, we've mentioned it before, countless times before. The improvement in Samado and Kilman when he came in was was evident as well. So it's not just his personal performances; it's what he's done to the players around him. Clean sheet record, you know, since he came in, you know, particularly say at home is, um, I think one of the best in the in the league. I think at home, which is crazy to think that they you know, bad we've been by and large this season, um, and he was a massive part of that.
2: Yeah, yeah, I, I, I gave it to Lamina partly, probably because I gave it to um, Dawson for Player of the Season, but also just because we've had we've had Dawson types at the club for a while, you know, in in terms of. You know what you're going to get from them. Lamina was such a, a step away from the type of midfielder that we had at the club that it, it was. Just, I felt like it was just a really kind of breath of fresh air, that tenacity. And ultimately, I don't think the, the defence is what has put us in the position that we were in. We never had a terrible defensive record, even like going back to last season, you know, start of this season. It was just that distinct lack of goals. Um, so just to have someone who like, added a little bit of tenacity in the middle of the park which we were so lacking that first half of the season was really good to see um, so yeah. yeah fair play to both of them I think, bo- I think both of them have, have done Lopetegui's job for me a little bit
1: no um, it, it almost sometimes it pays to sign experienced experience players who know what they're doing who, who, who the fuck eh um, right Next up, guys, again, this was a well-trodden um, one in terms of our options for it. But it was worth worst officiating slash VAR slash um, refereeing decision. There was quite a few to go through. Um, but in the end, it, it was probably a, the, the right one in terms of the one against Liverpool. Um through lack of cameras, VAR uh, uh, cameras at the ground. I mean, that fueled Wolves fans' anger for about two weeks until we played Liverpool again.
3: Yeah, that was um, that was absolutely appalling. To be honest, I mean, it's just because the, the nature of it in that um, the. I think what compared at the time, after the time, was the fact that the excuse given is that uh, we had the wrong, was it the wrong angle or something like that or didn't have the mm. correct angle. I mean, you just, you've never, you you've never heard it before and you know, it was, typically it happens to us, but, um, I yeah, I mean, actually, to be honest, I think I think put something else and I think I put uh, Lamina's red card, I think, but. Um, yeah,
1: Lamina's red card was, uh, was, uh, came second. A close second, I imagine. Um, it was, well, it, yeah, it
3: that's that's the thing that we'd never been heard of at the time as well. That was sort of both these things, were two th- two things happened to us this season which had never been heard of before, since, after, or, you know, whatever. Um, just t- 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 At least in the Lumina one, we, we came back to win the game. Yeah, But yeah, this this, this I guess this had been compounded more on the fact that we ultimately went on to lose the tie in the return leg at Molyneux. Whether we should have gone through, shouldn't we? Really, because mm. we, we obviously were doing really well. But I don't know. Yeah, we've, we've been on. Uh, well, we've been on the end of quite a few shockers this year. We, we probably had, you know, just a, a few less apologies and goals scored this season, given how the season's pandemic.
2: Totti got properly stitched up in that game, man. Because it, it was his header that led to Salah's goal as well, didn't it? Um, yeah. Where they should have really flagged him offside, um, but then. They, they pulled out the bullshit offside excuse that because he's tried to deliberately play the ball, it's the next phase and all that kind of shit. Um, but I, I still don't understand what the line I was putting his flag up for on that goal, uh, on, yeah. on, on Totty's goal. It, it, it It's just when you when you watch it back, you're sitting there thinking, well, why is his flag gone up? Like, at least with the Jared Gillett one, there's probably a thought process going through there which he can point to and say, this is why i done what I did. The other that that Tati one, I, I think he just panicked almost and just stuck his flag up and then decided to let VAR try and figure it out for him. Which
1: as I say is almost the exact opposite of what you need VAR for, VAR for, isn't it? Because it you know, once you the linesman made decision, it's it's almost like guilty until proven innocent. Yeah. Um for us and you say like that's the thing with VAR, you and referee and the officiating is you don't necessarily need to make the decision. You can just pause because of you can't put yourself in this whole heap of trouble. Now, you know, the linesman is not to know that um, you know they, they won't be able to catch a very small square yardage of the pitch, which just so happens to have Wolves player in. Um, I mean, I went for Nick Pope in the end. And that one, because nice. I, I just, I, just I still can't quite get my head around how it wasn't. Given and the referee even went to VAR for it. Mm-hmm. Like uh, so, yeah. Th- there was a few. But th- th- there were probably sort of a number of other ones. I mean, the Lamina one was a big one. Um, we had the cup uh, one of uh, the League Cup uh, the penalty forest against Forest, yeah. um, which when
2: his boot came off.
1: <laughs> yeah, which which for uh, which which for reasons I will not uh, justify uh because that's one i still get grief over in terms of my opinions on it um so i'm gonna quickly move on um to uh my next one back to player related i mean i didn't want to i didn't necessarily want to do it in terms of like a most improved because we're not an under 12 football team anymore um but one thing that i did that struck me was I think it might, it, whether through just general age regression or a few changes of the guards recent years, is the drop-off in some of our players um, and how they're kind of perceived. So I want to do sort of the biggest drop-off of the season and again, there was a few there was a few nominations for this and it ended up being a tie between Pedro Neto and Aitnori and I mean I personally gave Neto the benefit of the doubt even though he kind of had that pre-season, but he's not come back the same player, but I've been really disappointed in Aitnol with this season. Like Considering how consistent he was the year before in Larger's full season, and like he'd taken a big step up from the year before, I thought this was going to be his real breakthrough season, and he's just drops off a cliff, and I genuinely don't quite know what his future is at the club at this point.
2: I think it, part of it is isn't necessarily him because part of it... Well, it, it is ultimately down to him whether he plays or not because it sounds like his his uh, kind of laid-back nature doesn't necessarily tie up with the way Lopetegui wants people to be in training or that sort of stuff, and that's why he's not played. But I don't think he's necessarily played really badly either. I, c- I can think of a couple of things at the start of the season. Gave away a penalty against Fulham, didn't he? Uh, which they missed. And leads away. Oh, uh, he scored no an goal and season. made, yeah, made yeah. a mistake in that first for that first goal as well. Other than that, I can't say he necessarily played terribly. Um, but Hugo Bueno's coming in and done a decent job. Totti's coming in and did a good job in his position as well. You know, maybe if he hasn't got the stomach to try and fight for his place, then I guess he hasn't really got a future here, then has he? Um and that's probably what Lopategui's trying to do, trying to uh, kind of get a, get him a kick up the backside and try and force his way into the team. But it, it just looks like it's not going to happen.
0: Yeah. No. No, I think enough times passed from when he first got kicked out of the team um, to try and yeah, get himself back in. Yeah, he did it with Pedentz and he took Pedentz out for a couple of games to give him a kick up the arse and he came back in for a little bit. Um but with Date Nori he, he hasn't really done it. I think he brought him on on the wing a couple of times. I think. Um, I don't. I don't subscribe to that. I don't think. I don't. I don't know. I haven't seen anything in particular that makes me think yeah, he would make a good a good winger. Yeah, he's he's alright going forward. He's good with the ball at his feet. But you know, most left backs are these days in the Premier League. So I still think he's a left back, or at least you know, the sort of a, a left wing back. Uh, but yeah, like I say, with all the options that we've got there. I'm not sure, and then do we cash in? And if we do cash in, we only get half the money, anyway. I think so. I don't know. We're in a bit of a sticky situation with that one, really, because I think he's a player with massive ability. Yeah, and he'll probably be a classic one where we we get rid, and then he's sh- and he shines massively somewhere else, and we you know feel like we've let let another one go. Um, you know, such as all the other like ones we've had. Uh, so I don't know. It's an interesting one that will see interesting what happens over the summer.
2: But yeah. like you said, there's been a few incidences where Lopetegui's man-management has been a bit odd. I think, like you say, Pudence was probably our best player the first few games that Lopetegui took over. I ain't know he scored the winner on his on first game. You know, little things like that yeah. you think might actually count for something. Um, and then it's in and out, kind of doing the hokey-cokey with, with these lads. And you wonder what, what... Especially in a team that's really inconsistent... Yeah, you, know, you can understand why some players might think. Well, you know, I, I'm not quite understanding your thought processes here. If it is just about running around in training and really kind of giving it your all, obviously Diego Costa playing ahead of Raul Jimenez is probably the one example of that you you kind of really see that that you can maybe understand. But does that necessarily benefit the team? I don't know. Yeah, you know, could we have been a better team if you made pedence a bit more of a a starter within it and gave him a run of games throughout the season because he, he plays better when he gets a run of games. That's the way he's, he's, he's shown his whole Wolves career. Um, but I mean, ultimately we stayed up, so it doesn't matter. But
1: yeah, I think uh, I, I do think eight Norway's is going to be a, 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 a you know we've talked left backs a lot this show. Um, and yeah, the, the club have got to make a decision. I I'd be curious of how much is. Football related, and how much is as you can't do to like non football related in terms of you know his attitude around, around the training ground and stuff like that. And yeah, and I, I it's going to be an interesting one. It's Neto. again, he, he obviously had a really bad injury, he got injured again this year. And you know, you, you can't do question what, what he's kind of still got in the tank. Um, but you know, I, I did see today. Bruno Jordan fancies uh, starting spot in midfield next season?
0: I bet he fucking does. <laughs> get it. It's not me saying it, I can go up and teach him <laughs> and say
2: that. Get him, we'll, get, yeah. we'll get him a game at, uh, in the Fancast 11 next yeah, uh, season.
1: He will be injured. <laughs> Unless, uh, <yeah. laughs> I mean, I, He might he might take 10 games this year I think. Um, for, for Even when he was uh, out on loan he played 10 games in total. Yeah. Yeah, oh, injury injury hit season, gully. Okay, as, yeah. as as all the seasons are, unfortunately. Yeah. Um all right, let, let's move on to a little bit of the um the, the sillier ones um for me. Biggest heads gone moment of the season. Cause again, th- th- there were a few. We talked we talked to Wang earlier, um into turned out that, that didn't make anyone shortlist. I was shocked, uh, to be honest. But again, it was a split uh, split decision, boys. Um, it was split between Nathan Collins' red card um, for Kung Fu kicking uh, Grealish in the chest um, and also just the general Leeds collapse in the end. Just mark it up however you'd like. But yeah, just everything that went on in that Leeds game where we lost 4-2. Four, uh,
0: that yeah was, that was yeah yeah I that mean, was literally watching a team lose
2: their head i a part of me is glad Leeds have gone down because we are terrible against them, and we consistently drop the ball drop the ball whenever we play them, but also the fact that they've gone down without us actually putting them in their place a little bit because they they're so shit, and we can't seem to stumble, like drum any sort of performance against him. It really kind of bothered me. Um, Jesse Marsh beat us three times, I think. Was, it Jesse? Was Jesse Marsh still the manager? No, no, he's grass. No, twice. I think he beat us. So, grassy. Jesse Marsh beat, beat us twice, and his team beat us a third time, essentially. Like, that's that's fucking embarrassing. I'm sorry. That, that is, that is, there's nothing, there's, there's nothing to be said about that. For um, that Collins one, I, I don't know what scenario on a football pitch you would be in to have to go and make a challenge like that legitimately. So it's like, what? What was he? It is is so bizarre, so weird.
3: Yeah. The um, um I mean... the 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 Leeds one was for, for, because they subbed on Christensen, who like no head teacher at school, at kids' school, is like a Leeds fan, and he said like. After the game, so well we're going to bring Christensen on, it's just like sure because he never gets forward at all and never never scores. And he comes on, and I think it was 60 seconds later, he pops in the third. And it was just, it's just one of them one of them games, isn't it? When when something goes wrong, it goes horrendously wrong, and that's what happened on on that Leeds game. And like you say, it was like a mirror image, almost to the day, wasn't it? Of the pre of that time the year yeah. before when we were two up, weren't we? I, I, hmm. I watched that game in Lanzarote, and uh, I couldn't, it just, they got, <laughs> it's just one of them, isn't it? But like, like Gully says, it just, it doesn't, it's annoying its leads. I know that they're, they're gone now, but, you know, we didn't, we didn't lay a glove on them on the way down. But the opening day game, 2-1, that game, 4-2, it, it, that's, that's regretful, to be honest. But, uh, the Collins one, I mean, I, I can't remember how early, that that was obviously early into the season. I can't remember what, number home game that was for us if it was like our second or third home game where well, the fans were still a bit hot-headed at that point but um, that was kind of a bit of um, a marker for me if, if for Collins to say um, I don't think he's the answer in defence for us
2: well I, if you remember again going back to the point of how long this season's been him and Kilman started really well like they were really good yeah, we, they, yeah. they, they barely gave away like, anything up until that point
3: But it was a bit, I I always felt, they they started well, but I'd always had that opinion of Collins where that air quotes here, he's got one in him sort of thing, you know, where he has a mistake. And I think he was a bit unlucky, wasn't he, Collins, when every mistake he seemed to make ended up leading to a goal. I think he he was a bit unlucky in that regard. And, And his mistakes weren't bailed out by anyone else. And then there's obviously that, you know, where you go, like you say, well, he, he goes in. At what point do you have to go in chest high with your boot, your boot at chest high to any point? <laughs> you know, it doesn't really, I mean, fair play. He's got a Grealish right, you know, right in the bullseye, but um, it, it didn't really, it didn't really Did help. You,
2: I mean, it. everyone loves Grealish now. I he's still wouldn't mind a like crack at him like that. I, I wouldn't mind a crack at, at Grealish. There's still <laughs> something about him I just can't, I can't like. It's the, the right. it.
1: Maybe it gives me the ick if that's the, the, the phrase. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I was gonna say we 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 talk about the collapse against Leeds, um, and, and to be fair, we 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 kind of went through. Well, what do we think our funniest moment of the season was? A Bit of brevity, a bit of lightheartedness. Like Resoundingly it was Leeds getting relegated. <laughs> like nothing else, nothing else. Now, nah. the Le- Leeds going down was the thing that. Uh, we all found funniest. I think particularly because of that 4-2 game, it did just feel like, oh, you know, you Leeds fans go, oh, we'll stay up now. And obviously they did back down, with oh, my high big Sam, oh, we've got to stay up now. And no. Back down where you belong.
0: Allardyce <laughs> do. has done, done well there, hasn't it? Because you got half a million for four games, I think you got one <laughs> point. Um, and then he's he's gone. He's He's got his little bit of media time where he can spout his bullshit. Um, and then he's uh, and then he's gone with half a million in his back pocket. So, he's done, he's done well out of them. It's going come <laughs> out today as well that Rodrigo's got a three million release. I don't know if anyone saw that. Yeah. i it is. So, that was someone they signed for 20-odd 20 million, 25 million. Yeah. So 27. Yeah. You can go for three. They signed got that results, guy for... <laughs> yeah, yeah, they signed they signed that guy for was it I can't remember his name. No, off the top of my head. They that started, Ritter. Of Ritter, yeah, yeah, that's it. Like twenty five, twenty seven million. Never played. They signed that guy, Augustine, wasn't it? Who they tried to weasel them their way out of it uh, mm. in COVID. I think that to, so they were going to sign him if they stayed up. They did, and they tried to weasel out of it. So I think he cost him something like was it like a million pound a minute or something bizarre.
1: Yeah, so and it, clocking it about forty two million or something. Wild. So, yeah. So, we've had our funniest moments. It, it, there were a few of us suggestions for us beating Villa um, yeah. during yeah, their high good. point. That, that was a nice moment. Um, Potence's celebration versus Forest. Um, uh, um, what else did we have? Uh, Costa's overhead kick against, attempted overhead kick against Everton. Her made it on there. Costa um, in
2: general, I guess, was just, you know, provided some fun. Like him pulling Nevers' hairband out consistently. Like, yeah. He's just, just a weird bloke, isn't he? Like, it's funny. It's just, it's just weird.
1: I can't quite imagine like, being his teammate. Wait, I with, think
2: what you... I've seen on Instagram, him and Pedenza have been out on holiday together. So he must have been yeah. out. He must have, have wanted some more of it. Like, you know, that, that, the antics continue into the summer
1: holiday. Cannot imagine that energy. Um I think was it Gully? did you go for Ivan Tony, he had us 2-0? No, I didn't, but that was funny. That was funny. Yeah, I can't I well sort of double check, I can't remember who put that, but I did think that was a, a very fun moment. Right. <sighs> this was my favourite. The agenda slash Hilda die of the season. Um, because apparently, my as of today, mine's apparently changed about me thinking that a football club doesn't need to release a kit every season. And that that is shocking, apparently. Um, but for us, it turned out ours was um, we don't need Nevers anymore, guys. That was our, uh, ba- basically ours um, between us. that You know, he, he's not. He's not as needed because we did better without him. Always in fact holding the team back, um, which kind of considerably overwhelmingly voted him to be player for year. It, it is an interesting, um, interesting juxtaposition we've got ourselves in.
2: I think anybody who really? watched the two halves against Leicester away will be able to tell you, you know, that we can.
0: I think we can. The proof will be when we're doing this, uh, like this, literally this point next year, and then we'll we'll know, won't we? I think obviously other we, stuff will we can, happen in
3: between. We can say, we can say that can like it's their player of the year. I mean, it, because it's still like you know a relatively low bar <laughs> this year. But what I think what we're saying is that like when he's not around, we can restructure our team in a, in a different and a better way. With when he's not, when he's not here, so we can have we have a, when we've had them. For a lot longer than anyone's imagined. he's been brilliant, but when he goes, then we have a, that's when we have our chance then to just restructure our midfield into a better way. you know we, we can bring better bring out more other players like Nunezes and uh Jardim Gomez will come into the fold next season, probably like a bit more The got Traoré right, to come in who i I've liked from his play and you know, he's been out for longer than I expected, but you now we've got we, we can now just tailor the team a bit differently this this year. Um, and probably not have it all so focused on on him so I think that's where I know it, it is probably a bit weird when people look at this and go play of the season but you're saying we, we do well without him, what, what's going on? But there is that bit of context to it, you know, that we can just do things a bit differently next year without him
2: We've almost done a complete 180 like in in terms of the type of midfield we're going to have now, which, I mean, it was all about midfielders that can pass before and now it's just going to be about midfielders who can run, essentially, you know, with a little bit of quality about them. And I guess we've got to get used to having, not having someone who's going to be controlling the game from the centre of the park, entire, you know, the whole time. And yeah, I mean, I, I, I can, it's the best example just because there was literally that split at half-time between without Neves and with Neves. Leicester away. First off, I still think that was probably the best we played on lopetegi high-pressing, goal yeah. Out came out of a high press as well. You know, mobile midfield, all that sort of stuff. Then we came on and it just just became the never show in a bad way in terms of he was the one getting all the touches on the ball, you know, moving the ball side to side, doing all that sort of stuff. But everything was slow. Um, And it just killed that game entirely. And we we ended up losing the game as a result. And yeah, I I still think there's a reason why teams aren't coming in for him um, and, and taking him off our hands. Because the game, he's almost like a player who's come into his prime maybe five five years late because that sitting midfielder who can really dictate play but who's maybe a bit on the slow side it's not really a thing anymore it's not why well, you wouldn't want it to be you know a really key part of your team
3: I was gonna say he, he's I think that's one thing that really um makes clubs think twice is his lack of mobility because nowadays you look at all these midfielders for the elite clubs that they're, they're all very like dynamic midfielders, they're very mobile. They're, they're, they're all quite quick. You see where where teams they really have like, lost that pace. Like, you look at Liverpool's midfield; they're, they're completely restructuring theirs because their midfield. You, you look at it, you think well, it's not that quick. You mean know, you like the likes of Thiago and Henderson, et cetera, et cetera. So I think like for elite teams, someone that is probably like as slow as him. Could potentially be exposed. You know, it's, it's a reason why you know that there hasn't been we, we haven't been beating off all the clubs to try and, to try and get them away from stop bidding for him because that hasn't really been the case. I mean, obviously he's, he's admired by clubs, but we haven't been turning down offers left, right, and centre for him.
1: Yeah, I think it, it it's going to be a really interesting one. Um, so la- lastly, um. I oh, wonder what's been the hardest goodbye to end the show on because it did feel you say we talked about Neves, but it does feel very end of an era stuff, um, at the moment. And we, which one I think, you know, obviously Neves and Him and hasn't been, you know, nailed in the coffin, so to speak. But we did say the the hardest one was uh Gian leaving the club and mm. I guess it being under a bit of a cloud of smoke. This this one still like
3: baffles me, to be honest. I, I I I'm waiting, waiting for the the explanation to come out about what what's happened here. Because you've got Matino who's a contract professional. Loved loved being here. He, I know he barely played in the last two months. I'd say. I think if you look through his stats, he might have got like one minute against Villa. Um, he wasn't just did just didn't play. But even so, I I, find, I I do find it hard to believe that he would willingly say, right, for the last two games, I don't want to play because I don't want to get injured. I, I I don't see that being in the makeup. And it's a strange it's a strange line to use anyway, because players who play in the last what if any other any other player can get injured in the last game of a of a season, they might suffer a potential summer move. So I I just don't buy that. But something something has to have happened where like he hasn't even turned up to do the, the lap of appreciation at the end. Something really yeah. strange or, or, or something very fundamental must have happened at the club in the background for him not to even want to turn up. And I'm, just, I'm waiting for the explanation from him to say what what that is because I can't believe after all the time he spent here and how much the fans just simply adored him that he wouldn't want to turn up at the last home game and, and have a, a proper goodbye like, like everyone else. So this 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 that this whole episode just continues to baffle me until until we all get a proper explanation as as to what's gone on. I don't know how long we're we'll going to we'll have to wait for this explanation to come. I'm not through.
0: sure. I'm not sure we'll get one. I really, yeah. I'm not sure we'll get one at all I think it'll just get you know we might find that 10-20 years down the line maybe I think it'll when just he watches get... his biography <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is it. yeah he talks about how yeah, yeah. the
2: injury thing it's... really doesn't stack up though because he's barely missed a game for us over the his time here for, with injury yeah, you know he's, 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 he's no. unbelievable with his availability record it's, it's um, you know him, him Neves and Dendonka with, you know you'd think three man midfields you know you're really thin on the ground there but the three of them were always fit and available to play and so that kind of thing it, it just doesn't it doesn't stack up But
0: and even if he is injured that's not stopping him from sitting in the crowd and watching the game no, no, I mean Clads Collard, no. just got one leg and he still came out and did the lap of appreciation at the end so that it just it doesn't stack up there's something yeah. going on um, exactly we're
3: not I mean, going to get it Michael, Alexis McAle such a sign for Liverpool what if he got injured bad injury at Brighton his last game of the season that's his summer move scuppy completely it just it doesn't the injury yeah. thing just, just makes absolutely no sense whatsoever. they just want to play to protect a summer move somewhere else. It just doesn't. It doesn't work. It goes against everything of a footballer's ethos as well. You know, to to wit, to decide not to play in case you get injured. It doesn't. It doesn't stack up. And like you say, yeah. you know, other
1: other players will turned up off... especially when they won't be playing for two months anyway. Yeah. You know, if 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 you, I, I not I get it. But if you're in, like if you're in August or January and you you know. You, the season's in full swing, and you're looking for a transfer. I could kind, I could understand it, but it would be very. I mean, the, the injury rate on the end of our last game of the season must be incredibly, incredibly low um, for me. And say, so, like it, you say for a player who's given so much to his club. It's, it, 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 I'm surprised it's ended that way, but I guess only time will tell. Um, but fellas, that is the end of the award season um for us and again i think this show is this season has been kind of almost unrivaled in in terms of how poor it's been sometimes but there's been some magical moments as well um along the way but hopefully next season is a bit better for us um big thanks for everyone who's listened we will hopefully be back to bring you shows throughout the off season we've got a show planned hopefully around um players' futures in the next couple of weeks as well. So stay tuned for that. Make sure you keep up to date with all things Wolves Fancast at Wolves Fancast on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. And if you have not already, um, make sure you check out our link for the um fundraising that we've done for Mind as well. Um until next time though, it's goodbye from Cully.
2: Yeah, sorry, just wanted to flag out I've got a new show coming in called uh, I'm gonna call it the Agenda. And um, make sure you yeah. stay tuned for that
1: great plug (laughs) it's goodbye from Adam (laughs) bye everyone see you later and it's goodbye from Tom
0: have a good summer everyone
1: see you next time